Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Welcome, my friends, to this fine radio program known internationally, well, uh, you know, known a few places, as Smoking and Toasting. Uh, we're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and we are brought to you by the fine folks at B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. More about B&B coming up because we have details on the whiskey sniff, and so we're really excited to uh, to announce a little more about that to you. And we have uh, a lot of great stuff going on in the show today. We're very excited about the program. First of all, on one um, uh, on one, you know, uh, less than one kind of bummer note, and that is that my erstwhile and and much better looking co-host Ian Barry is uh, not with us today. Uh, Ian's wife is in the hospital. Uh, she just had a little procedure done and uh, came through it beautifully. She got out of surgery a little bit ago, but obviously he's there with her as you would expect him to be. So I'm wondering though, because our special guest today is uh, Trey Boring from Cigar Rights of America, and last time you were on the show, Trey, Ian also wasn't on the show so i'm wondering if it has something to do with you i don't know i don't know i was going to give him a hard time till i found out why he missed and <laughs> right then and then i figure all right i really that. can't yeah. do that but yeah. you know well, yeah well we certainly send our best to uh, ian and his lovely wife tiffany who uh a finer person to go out and hang out and drink with you will never find she is uh, she is the uh, social butterfly of any throwdown party you you would ever want to go she is just absolutely awesome so trey welcome to the show you uh, were on with us uh, I think it was right after the first of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was somewhere around somewhere the spring. Around, yeah. yeah. So, and I know that um, um, we have had so much happen in the world of cigar legislation and pending legislation, and I really want you to bring us up to speed. We've been saying this for weeks, like, we've got to get Trey back on in and have you bring us up to speed with, with where things are, so we'll do that today. Uh, you also have a big event coming up with a, another thing that you're involved in, which I think is just one of the the coolest and most important things out there, which is uh, Operation Cigars for Warriors. So I want you to tell us all about that and all about what the event is and how people can get involved and, and, and do their thing. Uh, plus today, we will be talking about uh, 20 cigars that smoke like Cubans, according to a recent report. Uh, we'll be... <laughs> We'll be talking about. Apparently, I I got I ignited a bit of a firestorm, and it, it wasn't really my intention. I was just uh, talking about something that I was pretty passionate about, and it's about Nat Sherman cigars. Nat Sherman is owned by a, a very large tobacco company that came out in favor of the pending cigar uh, legislation, and I said, "Look." Um, uh, I know that Nat Sherman's only a tiny piece of their portfolio, and maybe they feel like if if cigars have a tougher time and are more regulated, that they that cigarettes will do better. I don't know, but I said I've smoked my last Nat Sherman cigar because I'm not going to support someone who is actively promoting that by buying their products. Um, uh, Ian and I were also special guests on Chris Hart's uh, whiskey show, Whiskey Neat. And I told the same story and talked about the fact that I'm not smoking Nat Sherman anymore. I didn't even say, you guys all stop. I just said, I can't do it anymore. Uh, apparently, it touched off a bit of a firestorm. People are now saying, 
that are involved with the company. They're saying, well, it was a badly worded document. It doesn't really mean that. So we'll we'll get into that, Trey, as you well bet. today. You bet. Uh, and, and we'll find out. And to those of you who are, who are and I know you guys listen to the show, um, who are involved with uh, Nat Sherman and their, and their companies and, and the people that are associated with that and the people that bring those cigars into you know uh, retail, you guys are welcome to come on the show. We'd love to have you come on and explain why it's not a deal, if it's really not a deal. I don't know that I've heard yet enough to convince me that it's that it's not a deal. So, yeah, it, it is really, uh, I think, poorly worded as they put out in their statement afterwards. Was yes. probably fair. Uh, if you read their total document and their total comments. Uh, they were not 100% in favor of the FDA regs as they were written. Okay. But they did come out and say that if the FDA is going to regulate tobacco, then cigars are certainly tobacco and therefore should be included. Uh, whereas we have a very big push, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, CRA members and, and the activity that we are doing at a grassroots level is to push for an exemption. Right. Of premium cigars from this legislation from right. the legislation and the things that we're doing so it you know it is a, a bit of a counterpoint but i will you know and i tend to be very nice to to folks as, as i can be uh because <laughs> i'm not so I, uh, yeah, accommodating well, but but you know it it's uh i could probably understand where they were coming from in the fact that they are owned by a major you know sure tobacco uh company and you know th- their issue was really more of a if you're gonna if you're gonna regulate, you better regulate. Well, and that was kind of set people off the wrong way, and 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 I understand that. I, uh, you know, I I could certainly understand the reactions. Mm-hmm. Well, I subscribe to Cigar Aficionado magazine, and and I go on their website from time to time just to kind of keep up with cigar news mm-hmm. and things that we might want to share here on the show. And that was where I actually saw the article about what the letter had said and and what and i believe it was the chairman of cigar aficionado it was certainly someone who was a high ranking person there who described the letter as shameful that was his word that was his word yes i didn't even use uh, words like like that strong but i just said i've smoked my last one and i also talked about what a shame that was because i'd recently uh, our friend chris hardigan had given me a nat sherman that that was one of the be- it was the best Nat Sherman I'd ever smoked. It was one of yep. their uh, newer series I thought was terrific. So, uh, you know, listen, I am all I'm not one of those people that decides something and will never be willing to reevaluate. If you can explain to me what you know what this is really about and that that's not the case, I'll be happy to uh, I'll be happy to back down my uh, personal boycott. Uh, but you know it's. You know, we are consumers. We speak right. with our dollar. And if you want to uh, uh, to support something, uh, speak with your dollar. If you want to not support something, speak by not spending your dollars there. And sometimes, I'll tell you what, it's easy. I mean, how many people who, just to go back to you know something like, if you remember the Exxon Valdez incident, right. how many people thought, oh, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't like the way they handled that. I'm going to boycott them, and that works out fine until you're on empty and Exxon's the closest station. Correct. You know what I mean? Oh, and absolutely. So, it, so it, it can be tough to it can be tough to do that, but I just feel like there's there's enough opposition, unfair opposition to cigars right now. We right. don't need anybody uh, piling on. You, and that that is certainly, you know, sort of the take I I always have is, you know, as a consumer, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, as someone who has passionately since 2008 supported Cigar Rights of America as an ambassador, uh, you know, I am 110% behind the exemption. Yes. And, and I believe that this product is not marketed to children. Mm-hmm. It is not marketed in a manner that is unfair. When you're talking about what CRA defines as a premium cigar, it is mm-hmm. truly a premium cigar. Right. Hand-rolled. Hand-rolled. And it is, it is one that I don't know how many cigar shops you go into, but I don't go into many where there's a 16-year-old kid sneaking in to spend 8 to $10 on a cigar. I've never seen it I, happen. It doesn't happen. And you know, Ian and I have talked about this repeatedly on the show, and that's the fact that there was money spent on a study that showed what any cigar person could have told you, which was that teenagers don't smoke premium cigars. Right. It's not. I think it came back as some overwhelming number, like you know, 98% or something like that. Like, like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And you're right. It has to do with cost. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the fact that it's a very... It's an adult and primarily male thing. There are certainly women that smoke cigars, yeah. but it's an adult and primarily male thing. And go into any premium cigar shop, like you say, you'll see exactly that. You'll see right. that's that's who's there. And if it's people that that's you know what they want to spend their money on, we know what the health risks are. They've been highly documented. They don't need to take over one third of the packaging. Did you see? And what's happening in Canada, where they can't even have they have to have plain packaging now. For cigars, which which uh, there was a study released, and I don't know how scientific it is since they just started that, but yeah. that it showed no negative impact to sales, <laughs> and so of I find that not. funny. Yeah, uh, but you not. know, because again, if you're dealing with uh, cigarettes, which is certainly you know a product that has a life expectancy for people of. You, you jump in, you get hooked, you're smoking a pack a day, right. two packs a day. You know, most cigar smokers, I'm certainly in the anomaly, you know, because I will smoke multiple cigars a day. Right. I am very much a minority. Most right. people will agree. Will smoke one, maybe two. And it, it is, it's really funny that in cigarettes, you're going to go to plain packaging and you want to say that that's going to curb purchasing. It's yeah. proven that it, you know, and again, I don't know how scientific the test was, but still, you know, it shows it doesn't help. Well, I'm going to do that to cigars. Why? I don't have people smoking a box of cigars a day. Right. It just doesn't happen. Even people who are the most avid cigar smokers of all I, I, aren't smoking a box a day. No, and I, I get I get made fun of all the time for my buddies. They go, hey, you own a consulting company. You should drive a nicer car than just a regular old F-150 pickup. And my excuse is it cuts into my cigar budget. I don't want to own a Mercedes, <laughs> right? And so, you know, I certainly am a consumer that buys more than most and smokes more than most and i'm not smoking a box a day right and and there are days i don't smoke any and if the law was passed that said it has to be in an ugly you know plain brown box that wouldn't affect no. the number of cigars you smoke at all no yeah people who buy premium cigars we're not buying them because the label's pretty Right. You know? I mean, that's a nice plus. Don't right. get me wrong. If he's got a nice label, that can get, you know, it you grabs can your attention. Right. your attention. Right. But some of my favorite cigars don't have very pretty labels at all. They're oh, just no. very basic. Very you know? basic, yeah. Look at, like, Placencia. They've got just the little brown uh, uh, thing going around, or uh, Tatuaje. They've got just the little uh, little wrapper that's, that has the name on it. That's it. Right. Uh, so, anyway, I, I, think, I think that's one of the great, you know, sort of places where the people who are 
pro legislation are off. There's a place where they don't understand who the audience is. Right. And, and they don't understand the culture. The culture. That's a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. Speaking of the culture, in uh, this segment of the show, normally I will ask Ian if he smoked anything interesting uh, this week. And usually he and I will uh, pick out one thing that we've smoked and, and um, uh, talk about it. Now, I didn't prep you for that. So let me ask you, let me just ask the question a different way. Um, is there anything that you've been smoking lately that you that you really like? Is something that's that's caught your attention? Anything new, perhaps, that you've that you've tried? There is. In fact, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get a chance to talk about it a little bit later. But I did oh, bring you. Oh, you got them in your pocket. Oh, I did bring you one. See? And, and I brought one for Ian. So if Ian's watching, just letting him know, I left this with Cruz. If you don't get it... <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't. To we it, don't know Ian. what happened. I don't to know it. what. I, happened I think to we'll it. blame the engineer. He so, so what is this? What are well, you? Well, this uh, is uh, part of what I do with Operation Cigars for Warriors. Is mm-hmm. we work with manufacturers, and mm-hmm. a lot of them, because of the FDA rules, can't just flat out donate anymore, right. or they That's choose difficult. not to yes. because of the 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 stance that the FDA has mm-hmm. taken. Mm-hmm. But we work with uh, a couple of manufacturers. This is a Southern Draw cigar. And uh, See, those guys are great, and they're they're out of Austin, Texas. They make fantastic cigars. Well, th- what they did is they did three releases of a very special limited run sets of their cigars, uh, where part of the proceeds benefited our charity. And this was release one, which you can find these at Casa if they still have them. They released them at the Texas Cigar Festival in April, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, I have buddies that have bought about twenty, you know, containers already. <laughs> uh, but they come in a ten pack. It's in a in a nice little uh, cylinder. The, but it's uh, their Jacob's Ladder. It's a box press Lancero. Nice. But it is probably a beautiful the cigar, most interesting cigar I've smoked recently. Now, um, what what is it? Uh, you know, what are the characteristics of this? Is it? Uh... <clears throat> it is a it is a uh, good power strength cigar. Mm-hmm. But the complexity of flavor. I mean, it's uh, and I always I used to make fun of people that would explain cigars this way. <laughs> but it, it's got. It's got, and very, then you became. That I know guy. I became that guy, uh, and I don't even like that guy. That's what's funny, but it has very good leathery tones to the mm-hmm. to the flavors that you get. It also has some very rich, you know, almost like um, the kind of experience you'd get, you know, eating a piece of dark chocolate. You know, mm-hmm. really good dark mm-hmm. chocolate, and it doesn't taste like chocolate. But you know, it just got the that, that characteristic of, of mm-hmm. those things. So it's a it's a good uh, now for my palate. It's medium to full. Mm-hmm. Some of my buddies say it's more full. But again, that's palate driven. I always yeah. tell everybody that because you're kind of a full cigar guy. I'm so very much what, a full yeah. cigar guy. But it is uh, it's got a lot of great complex flavors. And the the Lancero size, I'm a Lancero nut, mm-hmm. and so that I believe gives you so much more of that binder and that wrapper. Just show this to the camera since we have one here. And being in Lancero, it's, it's uh, what the ring gauge is about, what, 44? I believe that is correct, yeah. yeah. Something like that? Something like that. So it's a good-looking cigar, so I'm I'm really excited about it. Now, is there anything about this cigar that benefits Operation Cigars for Warriors if, yeah. if I go and buy some? It, you do. And, and they did three releases of the what they call the Ignite mm-hmm. Project. And uh, they've done three releases. This is release one. Okay. And it was done through Casa de Monte Cristo stores Those nationally. Um, they went to one retailer mm-hmm. because they could do one sale, one purchase. It's a limited edition cigar. This is the only, they, when they run out, they're, they're gone. gone. Yeah. Uh, but what they did is in partnering with them, they were able to partner with the retailer and both Casa and uh, Southern Draw took a cut on the margin they were going to make on the cigar and donated a portion of the proceeds to Cigars for Warriors. Nice. And uh, 
of the three releases, the other two are through uh, uh, Famous Smoke and Cigar International. Mm-hmm. Um, of the three releases, we have uh, already been provided a check from Southern Draw uh, with all the retailers participating with them. Uh, that has been very beneficial for us. That's terrific. That's so I always terrific. tell consumers, go buy them, help them sell through at the retailers, because then that proves that I can do this with other manufacturers and it helps the charity. Fantastic. Okay, we got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Uh, I I had, a, well, uh, first of all, I want to mention, um, took a couple of days off this last uh, weekend, Liberty weekend. Uh, took my wife just out. Uh, we spent a few days in San Antonio, just rented a little house there. Hadn't spent any time in San Antonio in a while. Uh Went uh, went exploring for beers, brought back some San Antonio beers that I hadn't tried. We're going to be trying a couple of those in the show. And uh, also discovered a cigar store I hadn't been to that I really enjoyed and got something there that blew me away. So I want to tell you about that coming okay. up in the next segment. Plus, we'll be tasting uh, from Seguin, Texas, one of the uh, beers that I picked up in uh, San Antonio, uh, the Seguin Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. So I haven't tried this yet, so I'm excited to try this. We probably between now and Halloween will do at least one Oktoberfest on every show. So uh, so this will be our one for today. And uh, if you just joined us, uh, Ian's not with us today. Uh, his wife's recovering uh, from surgery. She's out. She did great, but he's obviously with her, and uh, so we wish them the best. We'll be back with the next segment. Trey Boring is our special guest and uh, de facto co-host today. Uh, oh, and we'll also be tasting some Appleton Estate Signature Blend Rum on the show, so we'll be looking forward to that. It's smoking and Tustin. Thank you for listening. Well, I met the seven Welcome back, my friends. It is smoking and toasting. Uh, it's the radio program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're brought to you by uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Okay, let me stop and tell you just real quickly before we do some beer tasting here uh, that the Whiskey Sniff is uh, is happening. It is October the 10th. It's a Wednesday. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. at B&B Butchers and Restaurant on Washington Ave in Houston. That's uh, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. Here's the way this thing works. For those of you who have not heard about the Whiskey Sniff, it was uh, uh, an event that was born from something that Ian does. Uh, when he is going to pair whiskey and cigars, and he's in, he's got a really impressive whiskey selection at his house. Uh, he will figure out what cigar he's going to smoke. He'll light it up. He'll smoke about the first you know, quarter to half inch of it, enough to get the flavor on his palate. And then he goes to his whiskeys. He opens the top and sniffs them. And the one that the aroma seems to pair the best with what is on his palate that he's smoking is the whiskey that he will choose to drink with that. And he calls it the whiskey sniff. And so the first time he told me this story, I said, well, that's an event. We have to do a whiskey sniff. So it is, in fact, the very first smoking and Toastin' event. And we're really excited about it. And uh, so here's what's going to happen. You'll arrive at B&B. If you buy, if you buy tickets for this thing and they're going to go on sale uh, by the end of the week, I'm told it could be today, but they'll be on sale by the end of the week. So you can go to Eventbrite on the web and just search for whiskey sniff and you will find it. The tickets are $125. Uh, You will be uh, greeted when you get there with a handful of cigars. Uh, We're still working on exactly how many, but no less than three, right? Uh, You'll be greeted with a handful of cigars and then we'll explain how the sniff works, but there are going to be (laughs) 
uh, whiskeys, and even a table, we believe, with some uh, rum and tequila for those of you who want to try sniffing a different spirit. Uh, but there'll be all these different whiskeys for you to be able to sniff and match. And uh, there'll be food uh, from B&B. They'll be passing around food. It's just going to be a really awesome event. And it's going to be on that upstairs patio at B&B where we do the show sometimes. That is just It's just a wonderful and beautiful place to be in October looking at the downtown skyline of Houston. And it'll be from 6 to 8, so you'll have time for at least a couple of your cigars and see how they might match up, how they might pair with, uh, with different whiskeys. So it's going to be a blast! I can't wait till uh, till till we are there and and talking about it and smoking. But it's our first smoking and toasting event. We want to encourage you to come out and uh, and join us for it. And it's uh, I'm just psyched about it. That sounds excellent. Yeah. So hopefully I'm not traveling. I, I was going to say I hope you're in town because <laughs> we definitely we definitely want to see you there. It's it's going to be good. And of course you know B and B is just a great place to hang out anyway. Oh, so yeah. to come in uh, for that ticket price, be able to eat. Get free cigars, or, or you know, they're not, they're not free, but they're included right. in the price. Cigars and be able to drink whiskey. Oh man, it's going to be fantastic! And like I said, rum and tequila. And by the next show, I'll be telling you all the different kinds of whiskey that we're going to have, and uh, hopefully even uh, what the cigars will be. So we're looking forward to that. All right, I have just popped the top on uh, something from the Seguin Brewing Company from Seguin, Texas, uh, outside of San Antonio. Uh, this is their Oktoberfest. Uh, while I pour this, you mentioned during the break that you uh, are familiar with this brewery. Is I that am. Right? I was in uh, San Antonio, um, as most of us are for fun, yep, yep. and uh, was in a bar, and uh, they uh, it was a craft, uh, and I, for the life of me, can't remember the name of the bar. I apologize, but... <laughs> It is uh, uh, well. They had the uh, they had the beer guy there, so there was uh, certain certain reasons that my memory doesn't doesn't work <laughs> of well. Of course, yes. But I'd met uh, a rep from the Seguin Brewery uh, that was there, and they they were passing around some of their uh, their beers. And I'm a very big fan of dark beers, yeah, ales or mm-hmm. stouts. And uh, and again, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the stout, but they have a stout that is just I remembered from Seguin Brewery. From Seguin Brewery that yeah. I I drank and went, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, and, and I think that impacted my memory because if I remember correctly, <laughs> I did drink maybe two. Well, you are actually in luck uh, today, Trey, because one of the beers we're going to be trying on today's show, and I've never had this, but I love the brewery and I'm a fan of the brewery. Firestone Walker from California mm-hmm. has a Nitro Merlin Milk Stout that we'll be trying on the show today. I I travel I travel to California quite a bit, <laughs> uh, yes. and uh, l- let me just say I won't spoil it for you, but you you will probably really like it okay good i'm looking forward i know to i it. will but you know. <laughs> i'm looking forward to it uh the seguin brewing company oktoberfest is a marzen style so it is a traditional uh, oktoberfest they say it's malt forward and well balanced uh and it uh, uses uh german grown malts and hops to create a smooth and easy drinking oktoberfest so stand up they say link arms sway side to side and swing your stein to some polka uh, so, and you know, is this your first time trying the Oktoberfest? It is. It is. And it, it is very malt forward. It, mm-hmm. is, it is wonderful. And I enjoy that, that flavor. You like that? Uh, this is the kind of Marzen that I like the best. You're right. And it's the malt forwardness. You, you get malt and some caramel almost mm-hmm. immediately on the palate. And then it finishes with a certain... Almost a toffee uh, uh, yeah. f- uh, flavor, I, I want to say. It's actually... It, it's not sweet in the way that, like, uh, you know, some of the uh, fruit flavored type right. of beers can be sweet, but it's got a certain sweetness on the palate that I, I actually really, uh, really like and enjoy. Um, wow, that's 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 actually very impressive. Um, it doesn't have 
we kind of use as our as our baseline for Oktoberfest, uh, the St. Arnold Oktoberfest, which mm-hmm. Ian and I are both huge fans of. Uh, it doesn't have any of that sort of baking spices and sort of, uh, you know, pumpkin pie sort of uh, uh, spice flavor in it. So it's not that kind of Oktoberfest. It is the more traditional German yeah. uh, uh, Marzen Oktoberfest, but uh, I actually like it. It's very refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, so I was going to say uh, recommended. What did I do with that can? I was going to show it to the uh, – ah, there it is, right in front of me. I was just going to show that to the camera. Um, so I don't know – I'm sure you can get this in uh, other areas, but uh, I sort of saw it in San Antonio uh, for the first time. I remembered seeing it, and that was when I, that was when I grabbed it. So uh, Seguin Brewery Co- a Brewing Company, if you want to look them up on the web. So – um, had a great time when I was in in uh, San Antonio. Just kind, it was just far enough from home for me that I felt like I was kind of on vacation yes. for a few days. Uh, and so, in in driving around and uh, and you know looking for a few places and looking for a few things and groceries and beer and what have you, I stumbled across a place that I don't remember ever seeing before. I don't know how long they've been there, but it was Fink's uh, Cigar Store mm-hmm. uh, on Broadway, I believe. I think that's uh, correct. And yeah. so I, of course, went in and uh, found them to have an enormous humidor, and uh, it was uh, filled with all kinds of goodness. I walked around, enjoyed, they were very friendly, loved the guys, uh, talked to them uh, a little bit about you know, a few cigar questions I had, and uh, walked out with a handful of cigars. One of them I bought was one that I hadn't seen before, so I thought maybe, oh, maybe this is something, you know, uh, you know they've, they've got the jump on everybody's stocking. But as it turns out, I did a little research, it actually just debuted at the IPCPR trade show a couple of months ago, and it's a brand new Partagas. It's the Partagas Legend Fabuloso Levinda, which was a, uh, I think it was about a 46 ring gauge, and it was um, extreme box pressed. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like got square edges. It's so uh, hard box pressed. Uh, It was the darker colored Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. And one of the things important about Connecticut wrappers for people to understand is that there's a lot of difference in flavor between just a normal Connecticut wrapper and a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. The broadleaf is much richer, has much mm-hmm. more uh, flavor, whereas the regular Connecticut has a tendency to be lighter, smoother, creamier. Right. Uh, and uh, so this was this was a pretty good example of that. Uh, it was a Lancho binder and Piloto Cubano uh, fillers. From the start, this thing totally had my heart. It it ticked all the boxes for me uh, and grabbed my taste buds, too. The pre-light was all tobacco, but it just you could just tell from like drawing on this before you lit it that it was going to have this sort of subtle richness of flavor. And then once I lit it up, that's exactly uh, what it did. Uh, medium-bodied, uh, maybe medium to full, but oh, so much complexity. I was so taken with this cigar I actually even it was one of those things I kept saying to my wife this cigar is amazing like it was it was one of those when you have that experience and you know you and I I think both smoke a lot of cigars and so when you have one that you keep talking about like that it's a it's a thing it know? is it is I, I I always look for what I call the wow factor the wow well this this had it big time uh, leather white pepper a little bit of sweetness as it as it smoked coffee notes and rich earth 
flawless construction. It was a bombshell. I must get more of these. So, uh, so I liked it that much. It was a ten uh, to twelve dollar cigar, smoked to to my taste buds like a twenty dollar cigar easily. And so I'm gonna do something I almost never do with a cigar over ten uh, bucks. I'm gonna give it a price to quality a number of seven, uh, with five being you get what you pay for, and anything over five meaning you get. You know, more than what you pay for. A seven's a pretty. Normally, if I give something a number like a seven, I found an inexpensive cigar that really like blew me away. A five dollar right. cigar that smoked like a ten oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. So this is a ten dollar cigar that a ten to twelve dollar cigar that smoked like a twenty dollar cigar. Partagas Legend Fabuloso Lavinda, uh, one of my absolute new favorites. I absolutely loved it. So. Excellent. So I, have to, I have to mark that down on my list. Yes, it's it's definitely one I would encourage you. You know, sometimes we just want to. If you've been interested in a particular cigar, we'll tell you what our take on it. This this is one I would say, go get it. Yeah. Like uh, go get it, smoke it. It's worth the money. So um, while we're enjoying a little more of this Oktoberfest, tell me a little bit about Operation Cigars for Warriors. I've I've read about this organization. This is something you're involved with. This is a passion thing for you, I believe. It yes? is absolutely. Um, Operation Cigars for Warriors is a the only 501c3 charity that's sole mission is to provide premium cigars to service men and women who are stationed in areas where none of us want to go. Uh, they're in combat zones. Right. And I was just going to ask if you're stationed in, you know, Afghanistan or someplace like that, is there even a place to buy cigars? No. In fact, that's part of what drove the passion of uh, the folks that founded the charity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, many of them are veterans. I, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm not a veteran. Never, right. never served. But you know, I have an utmost respect for those that serve. Uh, but th- their thing was, as many of them, when they were stationed in Iraq or Afghanistan or places of that nature, right. had friends at their local cigar shop would send them cigars, and the respite that that gave them after being in the field all day. You could only imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah for, for me, I, I think the stress relief of a cigar for me is incredible. And, and mm-hmm. I have a very difficult business job. Nobody's shooting at me. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right. and, 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 and for exactly. me, the ability to sit and, and take your blood pressure down a couple of notches and, and enjoy good conversation and fellowship with other fellow cigar smokers, you can just take what we feel as consumers, mm-hmm. magnify that tenfold, a hundredfold. Because these guys had people shooting at them. Right. They, they, that was their day job. That was know? their day job. Yeah. So for them, it's, you know, this is one of those things that uh, we have a passion for. Let us mm-hmm. give them a little bit of home, right. a little bit of peace, a little bit of rest, and, you know, a little bit of appreciation, really, for, yes, for what you. they do. And so uh, as, a, as a full-blown charity, uh, we, we work with... Uh, companies and we work with manufacturers in the cigar business uh we work with uh our retail partners which uh, we call donation centers um you uh, can go to your local cigar shop and in many of them you'll see a cigars for warriors box and Mm -hmm. we generally live off of those donations where uh, consumers drop a cigar in the box they put cigars actually and they drop a cigar in that Mm -hmm. box and that box then once it gets full the retailer ships it to our distribution points and uh, we have uh, we have two distribution points run by volunteers, and uh, they ship as many boxes as we can to uh, service men and women. Uh, if you're stationed overseas, you get to go online 
uh, to uh, cigarsforwarriors.org, which is our website. You can request cigars. Uh, you know, we do get those occasional requests from a guy stationed in Germany, and we just kind of politely you know, set him because <laughs> he the can side, find him because yes. he can find him. Yes. And uh, if you're if you're stationed in a combat zone, uh, you are on the list. And like every charity, unfortunately, we don't get to everybody the month they request it. But we power through our list as mm-hmm. much as our supply of cigars will allow. will allow. So obviously, the more people support this, the more people put cigars in those boxes. Yeah. The quicker you can get things out, the more of your list you can power through. Correct. To be able to get. I'm uh, like you, uh, Trey. I've never served, but I've always felt the most profound appreciation for those who have. And you don't really, as a common citizen, always have a way that you can think of to show that, unless you have a relative who's right. stationed somewhere or what have you. And and so this is, uh, particularly if you're a cigar smoker, what a, what a wonderful way to be able to support your fellow cigar smokers who are serving. Correct. And it's just it's just such a wonderful thing. Now, you have uh, an event coming up on Saturday of, of this week. Is that correct? Well, uh, the, the we have one tomorrow night. One tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, and it's down at uh, Havana Alley in Galveston. Okay. Um, they are a partner of mine. Uh, I have a private cigar club that I'm a member of. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it's mine. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, well, I, you, you I'm a member it, of it. I bet you pay. We, we pay to, our dues. To, to we pay our like dues. Yes. Yes. yes, but our our cigar club, the uh, Warehouse Cigar Club of Texas, we are actually a 501c7, so we're an official <laughs> uh, social club right, according right. to the IRS tax code. Um, we do for the last uh, four years. Uh, we have done a charity event in September. We call it September for CFW. Uh, we partner with retailers throughout the city and, and area here in Houston, and then uh, culminate it uh, at the end of the month with a big party at our club. Okay, gotcha. And uh, that's on the 29th uh, of this month. The 29th, okay. um, And that is where we gather up all the cigars that have been donated through the events and uh, the ones we collect that night, and we have a big party, and, and basically it's just a fun time for us to get together. We get quite a few folks from CFW, quite a, uh, servicemen have attended, those that have been recipients of cigars. That's awesome. And, uh, and, and it's just really a good time, but also for a good cause. And uh, we are the largest independent event. And by that, I mean we're not associated with a cigar festival and we're not associated right. with a, a shop. It's just a bunch of cigar-smoking, whiskey-drinking derelicts that got together and said, <laughs> we're going to do a good job. When uh, The event that you have tomorrow night, then, mm-hmm. and what is that event specifically? It is uh, Miami Cigars and Havana Alley, the mm-hmm. retailer, uh, which is also a donation center to one of our right. retail partners. Uh, they're having a big event, store event, so you can walk in, you can buy Miami cigars, and then we'll be there collecting donations. Okay, uh, we'll have a few, you know, few little prizes and things that we'll be mm-hmm. doing. Uh, but the main purpose of this event is to collect cigars and and money as well, because we have to pay to ship the cigars, so cash is always helpful to us as well. Uh, but it's just basically a big charity event, and uh, this is Havana Alley's third year to do it with us, to partner with us. And uh, Miami Cigars, uh, Nestor Miranda and the folks at Miami Cigars have always been a huge supporter and of they, CFW. And by the way, they also make fantastic cigars. Yeah, yeah yes, they really yes. do. So if you uh, head down, if you're in the Galveston area, come down. Uh, Havana Alley's a nice beer bar, nice mm-hmm, wine bar, mm-hmm. and uh, a great, great cigars. The Miami selection that we'll have, uh, Miami Cigar selection, will be great. It'll be a big event for that. And come down, see us. And if you're there, donate some cigars to us. And your event on the 29th, is that, that's open to the public, right? Open to the public. And that one, again, is... It's taking in, place in Seabrook. In Seabrook, yeah, it's uh, it's on Fourth Street in Seabrook, which okay. is um, 
our, our clubhouse is literally a big blue warehouse. Okay. That's just all it is. And, and, it. and the inside has been, you know, built out by us to just sort of be a, a huge man cave because nobody's it. wife would let them build a man cave in their garage. <laughs> uh, where can, is there a website? What's the easiest place to the, find out about these The easiest place events? to find out about these events is on our Facebook page. It's okay. called the Warehouse Cigar Club dash WHC. You can find it on, uh, on Warehouse Facebook. Warehouse Cigar Club dash WHC, which is, uh, uh, that's our abbreviated title if Got you will it. okay uh, and and so we go on the facebook page we can find out where and when and all the pertinent Correct. information because sometimes Correct. when you're watching the show you're listening to it i know some people listen in the car right it's it, it's it can be tough to stop and write things down so you uh, well so, you, you uh, can you can look for us there we also will be we share them on uh, operation cigars for warriors facebook page okay uh, which is for the total charity and that's always a good one to check out just because you'll get to see the pictures we get from the service men and women and if i come to this if i want to like you know uh come to this event on the 29th i want to just like Go into my humidor before I leave and just gather up some stuff and bring. I, you'll you'll have an easy place for me to be easy able to place drop to drop it off. And perfect. Uh, and like I said, we'll probably have some prizes and some fun things going on there as well. Love it, love it, and just hanging out and smoking and having a good time. Right, and I I, I have to always say b- because uh, we are only a five hundred one c seven. It is definitely b b y o b and uh, b y o c. Got it. So if you want to enjoy cigars <laughs> with us and you want to enjoy a beverage, please bring it because I am not legally allowed to provide you to with provide beverages. you with anything. Of course, <laughs> I, I got it. I under, I'm digging from whence you're rapping. Uh, all right, it is uh, smoking and toasting. We have a lot more. I, I really haven't asked you where we stand yet on the cigar legislation. I want to get to that. Plus, um, there is a publication. I've mentioned it on the show before. It's called the Rob Report. The Rob Report is uh, a really nice, very uh, glossy plush magazine that is designed for people who uh, own things like yachts and private planes. And I'm guessing most of their circulation is actually people like me who do not own a yacht or a private right. plane, but who sort of live vicariously yes. by reading the articles of, of, of people who do. Anyway, they uh, from time to time will comment on cigars. They had an, a very interesting article uh, recently where they talked about 20 cigars that smoke like Cubans. So I want to pass those 20 cigars on to you. Plus, we'll be trying in the next segment, uh, Shiner has a brand new beer. We talked about uh, they've got a couple of new beers they just released, and we're big fans of the uh, Spetzel Brewery. Uh, Shiner has released a Wicked Juicy IPA that we'll be trying in our next uh, in our next segment. And then, of course, Firestone Walker's Nitro Merlin Milk Stout is on the way, and I know Ian's going to be so bummed that he missed that, so I'm going to have to go get some more and like load up his refrigerator. All right, we'll be back at Smoking and Toasting. Thank you for listening. Oh, the new song? Yeah, that's Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Uh, the Whiskey Sniff is on, by the way, at B&B in uh, Houston, October the 10th. Uh, go to Eventbrite. Uh, it may not be up yet, but it should be within the next, you know, 48 hours or so. Uh, go to Eventbrite, which is the uh, place you can buy tickets online, and just search Whiskey Sniff with two Fs. You'll be able to find it. Uh, without without much problem. Um, 
Trey Boring is here. Ian is uh, out this week. His uh, wife is recovering uh, from a little uh, surgical procedure, and so Ian is uh, is with her as he should be. And uh, so we're going to drink a beer in his honor here in a moment. But uh, in the meantime, Trey Boring already scheduled to be our guest for this week, and so you wind up uh, uh, being more of a co-host, which I appreciate. Thank you. No problem. Um, we. Um, we have had you on the show before. We've talked about um, the Cigar Rights of America, which is something you've been involved with for quite some time. CRA turns 10 years old yes. this year. Just had a birthday, is that Just right? Just had a birthday. Yeah. That, it's amazing for me to think that there's even been a need for an advocacy group uh, like CRA for 10 years. But is that is that is that right? What, 10 what, years. What was going on when CRA first started? Were there... Were there uh, it was, you know, things that needed to be addressed that needed an advocacy group at that time? There were. In fact, uh, the inception of uh, Cigar Rights of America was within the S-chip legislation oh. that was being released around that time. With, with the big chip for the TVs? and Well, uh, no, yeah. the, the S-chip for uh, Children's Health Initiative. Oh, gotcha. And that, that the, the federal government was applying a fairly significant tobacco tax mm-hmm. to... Cigars, cigarettes, yes, you yes. know, uh, all tobacco, uh, most tobacco products, and uh, there was a need at that point uh, from the manufacturers to uh, have a consumer-driven organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their own retailer, retailer manufacturing organization, organization sure, yeah. and uh, and so uh, modeled a little bit after you know the NRA, uh, but you know specifically, obviously for cigars, mm-hmm. and uh, started in two thousand eight. I joined as an ambassador in two thousand eight. So I'm celebrating 10 years as well with no the organization. Wow, yeah. that's so great. And uh, it, it, was, it was founded based out of that. And mm-hmm. then, of course, with uh, the FDA and the things that have come along, smoking bans in different states and different oh, cities. It's crazy. It, it, it gets nuts. And, and it has really validated what we've tried to do at Cigar Rights of America, which is give a consumer voice to those of us involved in the cigar culture. Yes. I mean, we are under attack every day. And it's an element of, you know, you're, you're attacking people that are probably the least likely to interfere with anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I storm into somebody's living room and demand that they let me smoke a cigar, right? right. I mean, you know, this is, this, this is really a, a culture <laughs> and, and an event, right. and I want to experience it with people that enjoy it. I don't smoke them at a restaurant because... Right, we're not going to enjoy it. Right, exactly. No, that's exactly right. You're uh, when I lived in uh, Philadelphia, which I lived there for three years. Um, uh, in in the summers, we would go uh, down to the Jersey Shore, uh, and I would go uh, down with some friends. We would hang out. We'd get out there, and of course, it's a little breezy, so you didn't bring the most expensive cigar you right. had. But there was nothing quite like just sitting on the beach, lighting up a cigar. You can't do that now. Right, it's illegal. Right, to smoke a cigar on the beach. Even if nobody else is around you for a mile on the Jersey Shore, it's illegal. Right. Like that's mind blowing to me. Oh, it, it, it's and it's insane. How does that happen? You wonder. You know. Well, and and I think what it is is it's uh, because we are such an insulated group, and this culture is so self, you know, aware mm-hmm. that we tend to not be as active as we could be. Right. And, or, or as active as we should be. We're too busy lighting up a cigar, up and, cigar smoking and, and chilling out. And, right. and, 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 you know, and, and it just is not something that our group, our community, our culture mm-hmm. is just not about thinking, well, I got to go fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has changed because with the uh, initiation of the S-chip and then 
you know, smoking bans from 2005 on have just saturated mm-hmm. every community. Um, we have spent a lot of time at CRA trying to activate that grassroots effort by the by folks that really just want to go to a cigar shop and relax. Right. And and you would be amazed how many communities that has actually come under attack. Yes. That's, you know, many city smoking bans, even the one here that's restrictive in the city of Houston, didn't attack cigar lounges. There are certain rules that cigar lounges must, must abide by, but still, mm-hmm. they didn't attack cigar lounges. There are others around the country that say no indoor smoking at all. But even if you're in a even cigar, if you're in a cigar shop, shop or cigar, or cigar lounge. Or cigar yeah. lounge so you, you run into these things where I think the level of pressure and attack has really given mm-hmm. us, you know, a lot more of a platform to motivate our base. Right. And and that's kind of what we always try to do. I mean, our calls to action, you know, we talk about the legislation. Um, you had a great, great push by uh, uh, Rubio was on TV talking about it. Mm-hmm. Save Cigar City, right? Yes. Uh, City of Tampa has a lot of employment centered around the cigar industry, and that the FDA regulations threaten those jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of uh, postcards at a lot of cigar shops uh, that were put out so that people could uh, fill it in, send in comments. Right, right. And it's that type of action is what we're trying to drive because. While, uh, you know, certain senators like Rubio and uh, congressmen, we have still have quite a few signed on, um, you know, they're attaching our bill to budget bills and things of that nature. But unless we show enough of a voice, we become that constituency that is sacrificable, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'll sure. make up a new word. Right. You know, but, but, but that makes all the sense in the world. Because yeah. if, if we're quiet... They're going to go, and they get that one guy that may be the deciding vote on the budget, and he says, I'll vote for the budget, but you know, I don't believe in this because I get hundreds of thousands of dollars from the American Cancer Society for mm-hmm. campaign donations, and, right, and right. my groups do, and therefore I don't want that in the budget. We're going to go away if mm-hmm. we don't have representation, representation and a right. voice. And mm-hmm. so people need to be vocal. It's amazing to me when you think about you know the fact that politicians, no one can get elected in the United States of America to any office, I believe, by saying, yeah, I advocate raising taxes, right? right? If you advocate raising taxes, you are not going to get elected. So every politician has to either not talk about taxes at all or talk about cutting them in order to actually make it into office. So the easy taxes to raise are taxes, the the more hidden taxes, the taxes mm-hmm. on tobacco, the taxes right. on uh, on liquor and, 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 uh, and things like that. And it seems to me, you know, they, there's also some hidden taxes in gasoline too, but it seems to me that it's just, it's just become too easy to add another cigarette tax or cigar tax or tobacco tax because nobody wants to be that politician that raised your income taxes because you won't get reelected. Right. Right? And uh, I don't know. We've just become too easy of a target. So without a voice, like you say, without representation, uh, we're going to get our rights taken away and we're going to find that we're spending more for taxes to buy a cigar than we're spending for tobacco to buy a cigar. Correct. And there's places, I mean, there there's some places like New York City, like where it's almost that way now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to go to New York City and love going to, you know, 
oddly enough, the Nat Sherman store. Uh, and, and all these different places where I would go and shop cigars. I don't even think of New York City as a cigar shopping destination right. now because it's. I spent a month in uh, California earlier in the year. I had Ian bring me cigars when he came to visit because I was worried about uh, all the taxes that, that California imposes on cigars. It's a tough um, it's a tough thing to be a, an unrepresented uh, minority Correct. or majority, uh, for that matter. Right. Uh, it, it really is. And so I think what you guys are doing is terrific. Uh, I want you to tell me a little bit about where we stand on the current legislation. But first, we really should taste uh, Shiner's new Wicked Juicy IPA, and it sounds like they backed a, a dump truck or something up to the studio. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what that noise is, but uh, Shiner is a. I think of them as one of the more, and I and I do not say this negatively at all, uh, one of the more mainstream craft breweries. They've been doing this for a while. I think in them in many ways the way I think of like Sam Adams, the right, Boston beer right. company uh, out of Boston. They're fiercely independent, uh, but they have a tendency to have achieved enough market saturation that they're much more often competing with mainstream beer oh, yeah. than they are competing with uh, uh, sort of the, the craft world. And so what I found really interesting about Shiner's latest couple of beers is they seem squarely targeting the hardcore craft consumer. And this is the uh, this is the India Pale Ale uh, that is the Wicked Juicy IPA, following into a trend that's been a pretty big deal over the past year uh, with IPAs and, and uh, craft beer in general. So this is Shiner's take on it, and I'll be really interested uh, to see what you think as we, uh, as we do a little research here, a little uh, sampling. And I, I really wish Ian was here because I would love I'm the IPA guy. He's not the IPA guy. So I'm always interested in his take on, he likes IPAs, but just I'm always interested in his take because he's more objective than I. Yeah. Uh, but I. Mm. Well, I can fill in for Ian because I'm, I'm not an IPA fan. You're not fan. the IPA guy. Yeah. Well, I say fan. There are IPAs I like to drink, but mm-hmm. I am not a big, huge IPA fan. Right. But this one, I think when they describe it as juicy, there's not a fruit juicy kind of flavor to it. It has a little citrusiness but, 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 to yeah, it. But, yeah, but it's got enough of a to, to kind of calm down some of the hoppiness I get in IPAs. Well, even as an IPA person myself, and I can appreciate the really hop loaded, you know, uh, double IPAs and the Imperials. But those are not tendency. Those are not beers I have a tendency to drink more than one of. Right. My favorite IPAs are the ones where there is enough citrus or enough balance, enough malt, enough something to keep the bitterness off of the palate. One of the reasons for me is that generally, if I'm having a beer, I'm going to want to have a cigar. And if you get too much bitterness on the finish with an IPA, it really messes with the flavor in the cigar in, yeah. and not in a good way. So um, so I, I feel like this you could actually pair pretty well uh, with a cigar and not have the bitterness get in the way because of the juiciness. Shiner makes a, an IPA, Wicked Ram, um, mm-hmm. that I like, but I won't drink if I'm having a cigar for right. the exact reason that I talked about. Uh, and this, I think, this I think I could uh, I could get away with it. So uh, when they say juicy, it's it, that's really more of a description of the style, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a tendency to use a lot of citra hops, right. which makes it gives it some of that citrusy, juicy kind of flavor. But uh, but I think it's good. It's real clean on the finish too, which I like. Yeah. A lot of times IPAs 
can be a little cluttered on the finish is is a way I would say it. But yeah, it's got yeah. for for me, it's got mm-hmm. enough hops in it to where I would like to smoke a stronger cigar with it. Oh yes, this is definitely and definitely want to want to get something that's uh, a lot more full bodied. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it would complement it. I think so. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, they describe it as uh, a dry hopped and unfiltered bursting with a rush of tropical hops for a bright, juicy kick. It's 5.7% uh, ABV. And uh, I'm thinking it's really, really good cold, like ice, ice cold. This is this one's fairly cold. I think I might like it even better. Oh, yeah. Ice cold. But I'm just, I'm just an ice cold beer guy. I always have been. A lot of guys really tell me that I'm wrong about this, and I... Appreciate that you're probably right and I'm wrong, but I know what I like, you know? <laughs> so uh, so that's just where I line up on it. Uh, okay, we have been through, I think, one of the most trying times for uh, cigar smokers in the modern uh, era. And so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want you to tell us where do we stand now with the legislation? Uh, what is left to do? When do we think we'll know what the ultimate outcome of all of this is? Uh, And I can't think of anybody that would know that better than you. Plus, uh, 20 cigars that smoke like Cubans, and we will be tasting some Appleton Estate uh, signature blend Jamaican rum. Coming up in our next segment, it is Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting, and we are so glad to have you uh, uh, listening to and watching the show. I just took a look at the uh, at the feed from our uh, from our Facebook Live show and noticed that Tiffany Barry, Ian's wife, is watching. So that, I thought that was really cool because uh, obviously she's uh, she's recovering from surgery, which is why uh, Ian's not here with us today. But hi, Tiff. We hope you're doing better, and uh, we are uh, obviously thrilled to have you watching the show and wish you were here because I think you'd enjoy some of this rum we're going to sample here the uh, uh, the Appleton estate I have read I, I, I really enjoy um, uh, premium rums I've read so many uh, reviews uh, so many like different articles and stuff where they're listing great rums uh, that Appleton estate makes the article somewhere and it's never a brand that I've had as much familiarity with so I'm, I'm really excited about trying that uh, we will do that uh, we will do that in this segment also noticed um, when I was looking at the can for the shiner wicked juicy IPA which we just tried in the last segment uh, that it prominently displays the craft Brewing Association uh, upside down uh, bottle logo on it and the Brewers Association is rolling out a new national advertising campaign uh, that's aimed at bringing another round of consumer attention to uh, the independent craft brewing seal that I just mentioned and it is um, we will link to this uh, in the show notes um, there is a wonderful um, uh, wonderful commercial they put together for this and uh, it's on YouTube like every commercial in the world is uh, and so we'll put a link to that in the in the show notes um, Adam please remind me so, to make sure we get get that done but it's really really good I think you will love it and if you're a if you're a craft brew fan it's it's a pretty big deal it's called that's independent you're tasting and uh, it's actually a pair of 30 second commercials that they are putting out and it's uh, like I said they're really good they're very very well done so uh, as uh, uh, the the uh, cigar 
Rights Association. Have you guys uh, ever done uh, any sort of video presentation type stuff and put it out? Has that ever been part of your agenda? No, it's it, we are such a unique <clears throat> group that mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot you can do. Now, we have uh, been very fortunate that with a lot of the coverage out there on uh, what's going on with the FDA, mm-hmm. um, you know, people like Rocky Patel have been on uh, the Tucker oh, Carlson show yeah. and things of that nature. Um, it's just, uh, and then there's been some independent things made about uh, cigars. There's a current uh, video that's going around, or movie that's going around now, that is uh, basically about how cigars are made, what's mm-hmm. going on in the industry, and uh, being very well received. I think Good. those educational things are there, but it, it all comes down to money. And, you know, um, unfortunately, we, we don't have the budget that uh, a lot of our uh, uh, a lot of our attackers have. Yeah, you know, it, it, sure. beca- it comes to that point of, mm-hmm. you know, just dollars. Right. Well, uh, if somebody wants to support, if somebody wants to make a dent in that, uh, is it an easy thing? Just go to your website and there's uh, info on how to support? There is. Uh, cigarrights.org mm-hmm. is the CRA website. You can uh, donate. You can join. In fact, right now, I think we've extended it through today or tomorrow. Uh, for the 10-year anniversary, you can get an introductory membership for 10 bucks. And joining is a way of supporting as well, it right? It is. Yeah. Uh, when I go sit, and I do a lot of work in Austin for CRA, so mm-hmm. when I go sit in front of a state rep, uh, it, it, it's always better for me to go, I have X number of members in the state of Texas, right? Right, right. You right. know, the, the, it's it's like anything else. The only thing the NRA has power on is because it has, you know, 4 million members, right? Right, and if you're saying i got 23 members, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have, have the same weight. Yes. same weight. Absolutely, so, yeah. Uh, membership is, is very important. So, uh, so please check that out. Tell me where we stand now. There's been bad news. There's been good news uh, all along the path as this legislation has meandered towards uh, potentially getting passed. For those that don't know, the latest round of um, tobacco legislation is particularly onerous for uh, premium cigars. Absolutely. Really ridiculously uh, over the top for premium cigars. And it would make, uh, I th- I think it could put a lot of retailers out of business. Oh, absolutely. I think That's it's retailers think. and small manufacturers. And small manufacturers. And it's uh, not not only will it do that, but it will affect your par- uh, pocketbook if you're a smoker because oh, yeah. it, will, it will make prices go up and it'll be a significant jump because it it deals with the minimum price right. that a stick can actually be. There'll be no such thing as a cheap cigar right. uh, if this legislation passes. So where where are we? What are we hoping for? And is there a shot at victory? The, there there's always a shot at victory. Uh, I, I think the more active everybody gets, the better off we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have. Uh, uh, the we have 145 sponsors on the House bill and 22 sponsors on the Senate bill. Uh, they they continue to attach it as a rider to the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was done the last budgetary cycle, but it was removed uh, in, uh, in in that process. It's on this budgetary cycle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will tell everybody go to cigarrights.org. Uh, look at where we have. There's petitions there. Uh, there are things that you can do. Uh, to contact your local senator, you know the senator for your state, your your local congressman, and and be able to push for them to support what is going on. It it's how close are we to there being a vote on this? Do you know? It, we're as close as the budget is to being voted. On. <laughs> okay, so because it, because it's about uh, basically 
it's a rider to that. Right. Uh, what we're what we're angling for here is that would be a rider attached to the budget that would exempt premium cigars from this legislation, which has actually already passed. Is that correct? Well, the the legislation passed, but it, it's the Tobacco Control Act. It was right. passed, you know, moons ago. Uh, but the Tobacco Control Act gives the FDA authority over tobacco products. Right. And because of that, the FDA is allowed as a, an unchecked administrative, you know, right. to bureaucracy make whatever they to want make the regulations and, they want. The regulations, yes. and, and in order to meet what they believe are the guidance that was laid out in the initiating legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, our argument is, is that the initiating legislation did not mean to include premium cigars because it is not about keeping kids from smoking. Right. It's not about, you know, uh, that cigars don't fall into any of the categories. That that's always that been really the concerned argument. With, right? yes. Yeah, that's always been our argument. So what we're working through now is uh, the only way you battle regulations that are created by the agencies is through legislation, mm-hmm. which is done, obviously, at the congressional level uh, and the senatorial level. And so from, from our perspective, we need the legislative branch to come up with a fix to keep in check the regulatory spectrum from the right. uh from the, the government agency right so uh we try not to get too political one way or another on the show but obviously when cigars are part of the the politics we we have to jump in so i'll just say this our current president not a cigar smoker but some of his appointees have been fairly um friendly to yeah. uh, the premium cigar industry is that is that fair to say fair enough to say that they're 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 Sensitive to our cause, and mm-hmm. um, you know, favorable is always a strong word, but oh, they right. are they are certainly less inclined as previous administrations to target okay. what we're doing. Okay, um, it's it's a you know, it, this is the administration where I think we could make hay um, with the legislation. We're very fortunate. We have both Democrats and Republicans that are signed on as That's sponsors. That's one of the things I've noticed is that it almost seems to be about 50-50 in some of the it, it articles is. that I've read in terms of where the support's where coming the, from. Exactly. Yeah. And, and because this is really a small business issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about damage to retailers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is the heart of our employment. You right. know, small businesses. And even the, you talk about our biggest manufacturers mm-hmm. in and of themselves. You know, obviously, you know, like you were mentioning Nat Sherman, they're part of Altria, right? Right. But Nat Sherman as an entity, if it was independent still, is really a small business by federal standards. Sure. Rocky Patel, as many cigars right. as that guy makes, is still a small business right, by federal course. standards. Yep, yep. Um, you can go right down the list. Um, you know, Drew Estate's the same way. I mean, they're owned by uh, the Swisher companies, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so they, they have a bigger parent organization, but their organization is still small business. Right. And so you attack small business, you attack the heart of employment, and that's where we get a lot of support from both sides of the aisle. Interesting. Yeah. That that does make sense because that's something that no matter which way you lean politically on a number of other things, that's something there's always, I think, quite a bit of agreement on. Oh, absolutely. So, so that's a good thing. Um, so if people want, uh, if I want to help out, what's the best thing I can do? Join, Join donate, donate, write letters, write what's letters. the right thing? Uh, those, those are the key things. It's, okay. it's basically, I, I categorize it three ways. Donate money if you have the ability to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, the fund because we're still fighting the legal battles. So we mm-hmm. have a legal defense fund, if you will. That's not what it's called, but still we have right. a legal fund. Um, and then 
join because I need bodies. Mm-hmm. I need bodies when I go talk to people in Congress and go talk to people in, in Austin, Texas. Um, and the other is be grassroots active. Okay. Follow our call to action. <clears throat> write your congressman. Write your senator. Write your state and local people. And encourage other people. And to encourage do it other too. people to do it because we often will take on smaller battles that are regional and local, mm-hmm. uh, where we'll try to activate the members we have on our rolls in a city. Um, we've done it in the state of Texas. Whenever we used to get the statewide smoking ban, would come up every legislative session. We were able to send a call to action to all of our Texas members, and we were able to beat that bill down, and it never made it out of committee the last four legislative sessions. That's great. So it, it works, but those are the three main things. Be grassroots uh, active, join, and donate if you can. And the website again is? CigarRights.org. CigarRights.org. All right, we'll repeat that before the show is up. I do want to taste some Appleton Estate Signature Blend Jamaican Rum. Now, rum has a tendency, although you can certainly spend some money on rum, rum has a tendency to be one of the lesser expensive uh, spirits. And interestingly enough, this was a very inexpensive uh, bottle of rum. So I'm real curious to see uh, how this stacks up. I'm I'm a a pretty big rum fan these days, Mm -hmm. and... I have to say on the nose, I like it. It it definitely smells like what I would expect a Jamaican rum uh, to yep. smell like. It's got a little bit of that. Uh, um, I, I always describe it as rubberiness. It, it, that sounds like a very negative thing. It's not in rum, but but a little bit of that sort of uh, sort of smell. I don't know how how to describe it otherwise. I need a new word, but. Uh, on the nose, I like this very much. We'll have to see if it follows through and has has a great finish, but. Mm. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, my first blush, I like it. I think I might have been hoping for a little more complexity, but as the finish sort of warms up, I'm liking it more. What are you? What are your thoughts? You you do like rum? I, I'm I'm a huge rum mm-hmm. fanatic. Yes. Uh, it it is. Uh... <laughs> I'm one that I I am I will spend a lot. The most expensive rums out there, I will spend the money on. I, I and I get out yes. there and find them. But for for the price point, it's it's very good. It's mm-hmm. one that you could you you could sip. You could right. do on the rocks. Right. Uh, it's not harsh by any stretch of no. the imagination. It does have that sipping rum smoothness, mm-hmm. which unfortunately some of the Jamaican rums from my palate don't yes. have that. Agreed. And uh, But it, it does have that sippability. I also think it would probably make one heck of a mojito. I was just about to say, I bet this would be a great rum for cocktails, but you're right. It is sippable. It's smooth enough to enjoy sipping this, maybe having a cigar. Tough for me to put it in the same category as some of my favorite oh, rums. Yeah. But uh, but again, at the at the price point, this is I think twenty two dollars yeah. for the bottle. I mean, it's really really. Uh, I was actually surprised because it wasn't priced, and I took it up and they rang it up, and I was like, oh wow. And then I was worried, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I bought the El Cheapo rum for today, but uh, but no, it's 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 actually really enjoyable. I just think it's not. Maybe as complex. Uh, there isn't, I think, an age statement on this, but I'm guessing this is kind of like their uh, Appleton Estates. It's sort of their uh, blended base version. level yeah. blended version, right? Right. Yeah, the uh, uh, blended blended Jamaican. Well, it, I do it, enjoy it though. It drinks a lot like uh, some of the other rums you'll find out there that are like eight 
you know, the eight-year-olds mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. of that nature. It'll drink. It drinks like that in my for my taste. Agreed. Like, I I'm not I'm not down on this at all, no. especially at the price point. Right. Um, it's. Uh, uh, I'm kind of like you. I, <laughs> some of my favorite rums are are the the more expensive ones. Um, uh, just out of curiosity, do you, do you have a, a a rum or two that you would mention that you were a big big fan of? Uh, my all time favorite rum is Ron Centenario out oh, of that's Costa so Rica. Yes, and and it's only that because I found it while I was in Costa Rica, mm, and uh, I will say that they have the twenty, the twenty five, and the thirty year old bottles that you can buy but uh the 2025 are great rums great drinking rums and they are uh you know the 30 is is good but you can spend the money on the 25 and be good yes absolutely ladies and gentlemen we have to stop the show for a moment because my man has walked in ian what's up brother man Sorry, How are I'm you? running late. How is your wife? I know she's watching the show because I saw her on the. Uh, oh, is she? Yeah, I saw her on the uh, uh, on the notes on Facebook. That I'm not actually avoiding you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can, can, can you sit? We have another segment. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Come in. This is a this is a wonderful and unexpected surprise, and Ian, you will be thrilled to know you have made it in time. For the Firestone Walker Nitro Milk Stout, which will be in the final segment. Sweet. So, yeah, I had a feeling you'd be uh, you'd be happy about that. So, uh, so give us an update. How are things? Uh, your wife is okay. All She's, things good. Yeah, yes. she went through. Uh, she has a uh, a bunch of kidney stones. Oh, okay. So, so they had to put in a stent. She went through yeah. surgery. And um, she's in recovery right now. She's in a room. She's happier. She's smiling. So good, good. That's a yeah, wonderful. We're thing. We're happy about that. That's so. a wonderful thing. That's good. Well, it is it's the uh, best ex- excuse I could come up with to avoid you. That's I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so really not expecting you on the show uh, today at all, obviously. But uh, but I'm I'm thrilled to see you, and uh, I've just poured you some rum. So oh, uh, <laughs> awesome. What are we drinking? Is that uh, Appleton? Is we're that drinking Appleton. Yeah, this is their base model. It's not uh, super expensive. It's their Jamaican rum. But we were. We were both commenting that while we wouldn't put it with the, um, you know, with the more expensive, you know, really super favorite rums, it's awfully good for the price point. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've had this before. I, uh, I usually use this if I'm going to use this as anything as a mixer kind of mm-hmm. rum kind mm-hmm. of thing because um, this one to me has a little bit of an uh, underripe or almost greenish, uh, if that makes sense, aftertaste to it, yep. Yep. which completely disappears when you mix it with anything and mm-hmm. makes it oh, a yeah. great mixer because mm-hmm. it does have that nice spice rum kind of taste overall. And at this price, you can afford to what, use what it as a mixer. What is the price of a bottle? I, I want to say it's about $22. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, so, it's great, great yeah, for a mixer. It's not, a, so. uh, it's not an expensive one at all. Because it's also got, like, the way the spice works, like some of the spiced rums are so upfront with the spice and then the rest of it, this is actually more of a mellow mm-hmm. and works better for a mixer kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, kind, well. of, kind of a, and, and, and it really does have that Jamaican rum flavor yeah. profile to it. You can as well. smell that, like as soon as you even get close to it, mm-hmm. yep, you can absolutely. smell that. Uh, yeah, it's profile, on the nose. Right, uh, it, it's on the nose for sure. So, uh, Ian, uh, we also talked about the whiskey sniff. Tickets are going on sale here, like in the next forty-eight hours. I'm so excited for the whiskey about that. sniff, and uh, so we want to encourage everybody to go to uh, eventbrite.com. Eventbrite, which I think is yeah mm-hmm. uh easy enough to find on the web uh and just search whiskey sniff uh, i i am going to tell you this now there are enough people that have told me of their interest in this 
I really believe this will sell out before the event. I think so, event. too. So, I think so, too. Uh, so I just want to say, if you want to go, uh, don't delay. Go ahead and get your tickets. Right, and we can uh, put, a, uh, we can put a, um, a link up to this on our uh, yes, Facebook. Yes, we, we right? will. Uh, the moment these are on sale, uh, we'll have a direct uh, direct link on the Facebook page. Awesome, and, and I'll share that on and, my personal uh, yep, and everything yep, so and all we'll, my friends can come. We will be, we will be ready to go. So uh, coming up in our final segment, which you've gotten here just in time for, Ian, we're going to be tasting uh, the Firestone Walker Nitro Merlin Milk Stout, and we're going to be talking about the Rob Report's uh, new report about 20 cigars that smoke like Cubans. It's been a very cigar-centric show, as we've talked a lot about uh, about the cigar legislation and about what's going on. And I really want, Trey, to once again uh, uh, tell you about Cigars for Warriors and what this event uh, and, and this whole thing is about, because it's one of the cooler things. And uh, I guess since you're here, I will have to give you the cigar that Trey brought for you i can't just lose that somehow but ian i'm so sorry it burned up i don't know what happened it caught fire and and i couldn't put it out it just kept smoking all right so we will be (laughs) we will be uh, right back with our final segment it's smoking and toasting brought to you by b&b butchers and restaurant in the shops at clear fork in fort worth and at 1814 washington ave in houston Welcome to the show. Hey, man. I'm glad I made it. It's interesting because I was up at the hospital and I was watching you guys. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how long ago they started. Maybe because she just got back to room. On the beach in Hawaii. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. It's the radio program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, it's show number 104, which means for 104 episodes now, no one has put a stop to this. <laughs> it's just such a wonderful concept. That is kind of crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We're brought to you by our uh, friends at B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Ian and I were over at B&B about a week ago um, with for a meeting with our boy uh, Jeremiah over there and uh, uh, Shauna, who works in the sales department here at the company. And uh, so Shauna was uh, hungry because she hadn't had lunch. So she, I convinced her to order the lamb's bacon because she was saying, you know, the Chef Tommy's bacon. She was saying, yeah, I don't know if I want the cheese. I don't really eat cheese. I was like, well, try the lamb's bacon. It doesn't have any cheese in it. I thought she was, I thought her jaw was going to hit the table. <laughs> it was so good. Amazing the lamb's bacon was. See, and so. I hadn't tried it before, actually. So the first time I tried it was when she, uh, when she ordered, she's like, do you want to try some? I was like, yes. <laughs> I have it on good authority that bacon will be being passed around at the whiskey snack. That's the whole reason we're doing the whiskey snack, <laughs> right? right, just to get more I mean, bacon. the cigars and the whiskey, there, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But Supplementing we want, bacon. We want bacon. <laughs> well, i got to tell you what B&B passes off as bacon. Yes. Is is like if you're thinking, why are they talking about bacon that I eat for breakfast? Oh no! Oh no! No, it is nothing. It's this thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like this thick. Mm. It's Lancetto size. Yes. Uh, oh. Bacon. It's it's a Lancetto's wonderful. Lancetto very popular recently. A buddy yes. of mine uh, brought a Lancetto. I was actually going to review it on the show today, but we'll do that next week. Uh, but he brought a Lancetto for me the other day, and then the uh, the cigars they had, the Fratellos they had up at. Um, at, oh, the, uh, at the Whiskey uh, Social, whiskey we're social, all yeah. Yeah. Well, very, you know, very uh, popular right the now. guys at Stogie's, uh, all of their, like, house cigars, because right. they're, they're doing them with a lot of different manufacturers, and they're all that Lancetto. I, oh, think, yeah. I think people, like, you get a lot of the wrapper flavor. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, right. the big wrapper flavor. In the like binder it. and the wrapper are more forward. Right. I like zero. it because it's concentrated in the same way that I enjoy a really good torpedo, yeah. because it, it kind of concentrates the flavor right at the end. Uh, this concentrates it without even having to have the tapering, which I think 
think is which I, I think like is Salamons awesome. just because they yeah. look cool. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and plus it's cool to say Salamon. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so guys, the um, the Rob Report is one of those magazines that um, that basically releases. Um, you know, articles about yachts and and private planes and things we can never afford, but love to look at and uh, and and there's got to be at least some percentage of their, you know, subscriber base that actually does buy these things. Uh, but they they have a tendency to be you know when they do an article about cigars, it's one of those like yeah, if you have if money is no object, here are the cigars you want. Right. But they did something uh, interesting recently. They did a list of what they said were. 20 of the best cigars that smoke like Cubans, and they did them in a number of different uh, um, um, strengths. So I'm just going to read you the list, and we can comment on any that, that strike us. Under mild cigars, they're saying if you like the Cuban Fonseca or the San Luis Rey, you'll probably like. They list the CLE Connecticut. Uh, the Nat Sherman Host. We'll jump back into Nat Sherman later. Uh, the uh, Padron Damaso. Which I have not had. It's a very interesting looking cigar. Uh, the Macanudo Mao, M A O, and the Hamlet 25th Year. Hamlet is one yeah. of Rocky Patel's brands. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there's uh, there's what they have for milder cigars. For medium cigars, uh, and I'm not sure how much I agree with this, but uh, what they're saying is these are cigars that approach that more sort of typical that Cuban complexity that com- you get in right. type of complexity. Uh, so for medium, they list the Macanudo Inspirado Black, uh, the Placencia Alma de Campo, the Fonseca Classic, the Flor de Silva Collection Anniversario Number 20, uh, Regius, which I have not had a Regius. Have you had a, a Regius? I have. Yep. Yeah, Very okay. Good. Uh, Winston Churchill, the late hour. So back into the if money is no object. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a damn good cigar, but holy moly. <laughs> uh, 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 the High Clare uh, Castle, uh, the Flor, uh, Flor de las Antillas. Right. Yes, that's and, a great cigar. And now we move into the full bodied cigars, the Padron. 1926 series. I mean, mm. hard to argue with, yeah. right? I mean, that's uh, that's so classic and wonderful. Uh, oh, yeah. They have a La Aurora in here. The one they have, though, and this is really interesting, because you and I got one of these in our stuff from the... Uh, uh, Big Smoke? Big Smoke. Oh, it's yeah. the ADN Dominicana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that interesting that that's the one that they pick for... Uh, yep. That uh, was a good cigar. I don't remember if I reviewed Aurora. that one or not, but yeah. that, was, that was a damn oh, good yeah. cigar. Well, I remember I, that one, too. Nestor gave me one. Nice. And, and actually talked to me about the cigar and, and the passion he had for it. And I'm I, you always kind of chuckle and you go, man, is it going to hit my palate? Oh, oh yes. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, Trey's very much like us. He likes the fuller-bodied uh, right, right, uh, cigars. Right. So, by the way, I think I misspoke and said uh, La Flor. It's not La Flor. It's La, La Aurora. Aurora. Yeah, right. the ADN Dominicano. Uh, the Nat Sherman 1930. Again, we'll get back to the Nat Sherman thing. I have not had the 1930 unless that's the one I'm thinking. Is that the one that where the where the band looks like the clock, kind of? Maybe. I, I have so. actually one of those in my okay. humidor. That was an expensive cigar. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we should probably that get was it. pre that was pre embargo. Yeah, we should probably get it out of your humidor <laughs> and burn it. Uh, uh, so uh uh the Ashton VSG cabinet selection, that's a fantastic yeah. cigar. Haven't had one of those in a long time, but that's a fantastic cigar. Uh the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Edition de oh, Anniversario, yeah. his personal reserve. Now, here's what's interesting, Ian, you and I talk about the Don Carlos as uh, being a great milder cigar. Right, right. They've got this Don Carlos Edition de Aniversario, his personal reserve, listed as one of the fuller cigars. Uh, Trey, help us out. Are you uh, familiar enough with the... Not with that particular cigar, because okay. most of the Don Carlos I run into are more mild, and right, I, I right. tend yeah. not... 
right. gravitate there. Um, Either that or we've wrecked our palate to the point where the only thing we can taste anymore is Malort. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I have been accused of that, yes. <laughs> we find a way to bring Malort up on every show. I know, I love uh, that. Yeah, which is, which is a good thing. Uh, also listed here, the Punch Diablo. Which I have had. That's a, a yeah. good and very yeah. strong. Cigar. I actually haven't had that, but I've seen that one. And this is interesting because when I first grabbed this article and thought, "Oh, we'll we'll talk about this on the show," this didn't strike me that this was on the list because I hadn't smoked one yet, and I didn't. It didn't make the connection when I smoked it. The Partagas Legend, which is mm. the cigar that I uh, talked about earlier right. on the show, that I was just absolutely raving about, saying you gave it a seven. I gave it a seven, and it's a ten to twelve dollar cigar. Man, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. So uh, I'm just saying what what that means is run, don't walk, buy this while you it, it, while and if right. You I also want to talk about how how kind of strange it was just to watch the show earlier and then actually now be on it. That like the same. The right, same, the same show. show. No, I can't. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine how bizarre that uh, that must be. Uh, so I don't know how much you saw, Ian, of the segment where um, uh, he, uh, where Trey was talking about cigars for warriors. But uh, this is, I think, something that we want to encourage everybody to get behind, and get involved with in some way. Whether it's putting a cigar into a box at your favorite retailer when you see it, or attending. You've got an event you said coming up. Uh, now I heard something about a big blue warehouse. Yes. yes. Yes, yeah. our we have the Warehouse Cigar Club of Texas. That's our official name. I love that. We call it the WHC. Okay, that, I was about is, to ask what the WHC. Yeah, that is, that is a uh, just a group of uh, I think as I mentioned, uh, cigar smoking, whiskey drinking derelicts that oh, join I, together we to would create have a cigar nothing club. In nothing in common. In common. Yes. I don't think you guys yeah. would fit <laughs> in at all. No problem. <laughs> um, but it's we sat around and and ever since our inception back in 2007 when we first started the club we were originally in a building in Alvin we've since moved to a building in Seabrook uh and for us it was you know we wanted a man cave a place where we could go enjoy cigars right, right. the company of each other the, sure. you know, the culture and then um we sat around one day and said we're wasting a lot of time why don't we do something good so we've done various charity events for uh, MS. We did a big MS event for many years, and then uh, we've done for some local charities. We we helped uh, gather money for uh, a church over in Bel Air that uh, does uh, backpacks for underprivileged kids for school. Nice. Uh, and and uh, four years ago, this is our fifth anniversary. But four years ago, we partnered with uh, Cigars for Warriors, mm -hmm. and we adopted them as a fall event. And uh, we started what's called September for CFW by the WHC, uh, and uh, we've partnered with retailers over the years and uh, then do a big party at the end of the month at our at our club, and uh, we have become the largest independent, and by that I was explaining earlier, it just means we're not associated with a shop and or a festival or something, right? right? right. It's just, again, a bunch of cigar-smoking derelicts that are getting people <laughs> to come donate cigars, but we've been the, the largest independent uh, project for uh, Cigars for Warriors, and uh, they were gracious enough uh, when I finished a lot of my responsibilities through my works trade association to invite me to be on the board of directors. So I joined the board in uh, November and uh, just it's all volunteer organization. And it, nice. it has become a passion over the last uh, five years now uh, for me. And, having, and it's interesting. Having two brothers that have served, um, one of the things that I remember from talking to them about it is sometimes when uh, when you're out of country and uh, – and 
you know, you have everything basically that's 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 covered, your absolute basics that you need, but getting those little things mm-hmm. that are that are not necessary but really make you feel more like home or like make you think about that. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. a bright spot in the day. Oh, know? absolutely. I you know, I, I tell everybody, look, you wanna know what that one cigar you're dropping in that box means. Think about how much you lower your blood pressure from dealing with your tough day at work. That's yeah. right. Yeah. What does and that no do? No one for, was shooting at you. No, yeah, exactly. Unless you're a police officer, Nobody no one was, was shooting, shooting at you. At you. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's the element of what that does for the peace of mind for the service man or woman that's that's overseas. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really a big deal. I do have a couple things for you while you're pouring our nitro, okay, which you're yeah. going slow at it. I was. I was waiting for the appropriate moment. Now, wait a second. It says do not drink on that. Okay. Really big. All right. So here's the story. (laughs) Like, like I'm just looking at this giant warning label. All right. right, I'll show you this. So um, so here's – I'll I'll tell you the story now. Um, What a lot of people don't know is that our producer – uh, Adam, uh, who is on the wheels of steel for the show, uh, Adam is also my stepson. Long live nepotism. Yes. And uh, he and his uh, about to become uh, wife, Brianna, uh, stayed at our place when I took my wife away to San Antonio for the um, uh, for the weekend for mm-hmm. for Labor Day weekend. So they come over, they take care of Gracie, our greyhound, and they uh, I I generally say to them, anything in the pantry, anything right, in right. the refrigerator, right. anything in the bar that you want. Uh, go for it. However, I had a couple of beers that I was saving for the show that were in the fridge. So I had to put a do not drink logo them. on it. <laughs> so, so I told them last time they were there, anything you want unless it's labeled <laughs> do, do not, not drink. drink. Yeah. So that's the that's the reason for the... Uh, well, that's great. My son yeah. lives with me. I have to do that on my humidor. Yeah. So, so <laughs> do not smoke. <laughs> nice. So what are we looking at here now? All right, so I, I brought you guys a, a few little knickknacks. Uh, mm-hmm. The... Uh, this here is uh, the Operation Cigars for Warriors. This is sort of our promo logo. Promo logo and this pin. Is, yeah. yeah, and so I got you guys a button, uh, an actual lapel pin, a couple of stickers uh, for each of you. And then on this, this is the actual five-year anniversary. Nice. Souvenir mugs. That's great. That That's cup. beautiful. May or may not be prizes if we happen to do some fun oh, stuff at our God. events. Yes, of course. But uh, I got these for you guys as well. But it's, uh, like I said, this is our fifth anniversary, which is the WHC CFW5 logo that's on the back. Mm-hmm. So that is what we're uh, what we're celebrating this year is our fifth year partnering with CFW for September. Awesome. That is great. That Thank is you so much. Really great. Um, so we're tasting a uh, uh, one that I've actually been – I'm so glad you made it because I was really feeling guilty about even drinking this without you here. Uh, uh, because I had just had a feeling this was right up your alley. Got this a while back. It's the Nitro Merlin Milk Stout from Firestone Walker, which our um, – our stout-loving friend here, uh, Ian, informs me he's actually already tried. So, uh, so he'll just be doing a little follow-up research with us as we uh, as we do the tasting on this one. He told me he was pretty. You sure know the I thing about like Firestone mm-hmm. is they make damn good beer. Oh, they really do. Like they just they really do. From their latest beer, well, to, you know. I am in love with the eight hundred five, and I yeah, very very seldom will say that about uh, a beer. That I'll enjoy. Lighter beers at the right. right time, but there's very few of them that I go, man, I'm really craving one of those. You know what I mean? And 805 is one of those. It's it's one of the one of the best lighter beers. And I told you this when I was in California for a month. I was in Los Angeles. That is that is in every bar the way that 
you know, Shiner Bach is in right, every yeah. bar in Houston, or that uh, Sam Adams or right. Harpoon is in every bar in Boston, and and so on. Or I mean, Yingling it's just anywhere else. Yingling yeah. anywhere, right? <laughs> Yingling anywhere that sells it, basically. Yeah. Uh, which uh, Pennsylvania and Florida. And Florida, yeah. Uh, how yeah. weird is that, right? Yeah. Well, it's just, oh, and you can get that as well in Arizona. Yeah, and, and Mississippi. And it's now in Mississippi, yeah. yes. So yeah, and and it's 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 good. To, it's always good to have a Yingling because you can't get that exact flavor no. anywhere else. No, no, nowhere else. Uh, but but your thoughts on the? Uh, I'm sorry, Trey. No, I was just going to say if you're if you, when you're in California next time, there's mm-hmm. a, a great cigar shop which is also a beer and wine bar in Bellflower, California. Bellflower, which is unusual because in California you generally can't serve alcohol and smoke mm-hmm. in the same place. Also, you can smoke anywhere you want as as long as it's not outside or inside. Right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to make sure. We, yeah, yeah. No. No. We exactly. That up, yes. And if it's in your backyard in certain cities, you can't even do it. Yeah, that's just on your own property. Nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, it but, is. But uh, Bo's Cigar Lounge in Bellflower, that's where I found this stout. Oh, and I will wow. tell you that it does pair wonderfully well with a, a good cigar. I, I liked a little medium to full because I, mm-hmm. I have certainly tried it with multiple cigars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not that I've drank a lot of it. Well, but. we uh, we had a good time at the Buena Vista Cigar Club yes. in uh, Beverly Hills. Yep. But I don't remember. They did have the 805. I don't remember whether they had this or not. Uh, but I, I can tell you, you're absolutely right. This will pair mm. nicely. Ian, your thoughts on the uh, Nitro Milk Stout? I'm for it. <laughs> I um, can always count on you for that in-depth uh, 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 analysis. Yes, Cruz. Uh, yeah. um, so, <laughs> that's fantastic. It's it's everything you want it to be. It's uh, smooth. It's delicious. And, and and even though it's a stout, it's not as heavy as you'd right. expect. And that nitro gives it that super creaminess that's mm-hmm. just, you know, and, like Guinness has that, you know. Yes. This um, is... This is chocolatier than a Guinness. Yes, I think. yes. It's, it's got yeah. more of a that cocoa, less, uh, less burnt caramel, almost like a, a coconut and a chocolatey kind of finish mm-hmm. to it. Um, and it's a little. And it's not a, a heavy mouth feel, but more so than a Guinness. Right, right. And, and but there's also a tiny bit of bitterness on the end, like uh, like a burnt caramel snap on the very end. That I think mm-hmm. the the hops bring in. It's it's actually brilliant. I it's love it. It's really well the, made. The whole the whole flavor ride on it is wonderful. Really well. It made. did take a minute after having the uh, rum to clear my palate from mm-hmm. the rum. I agree. But once it was cleared, I got all the flavors. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Second, third swallow were were right. really. Really, sort of. Came we'll have out. to we'll have to get you on again if you like beers like that. A buddy of mine, I just bought a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, brewing equipment from. He uh, dropped off the brewing equipment with me, and he goes, "I also have this, and it's one of the uh, the Velvet Merkin." Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so we have to. Oh, wow. That's coming on the show. Well, that's very very. As soon as I can find two other, you know, fourteen percent beers. To yes, I was going to say because we can't have you. Uh, <laughs> We can't have you just bring one beer. Yeah. You have to bring all he, beers. He that, cut me off from bringing all the beers because there was one time where I think the latest beer I brought was 8%. <laughs> that was the lightest. We yeah. opened with that. Uh, yeah. So uh, so this is uh, this has been a really fun show, and uh, I'm so glad you got to uh, to join us for a piece of this. Ian. this I am, was, I'm uh, so glad I made it. It's so. not the same without you. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, and Trey was developing a real complex because uh, he wasn't. Uh, you, you weren't here the last time that he was on. I was envisioning show. when I was coming up the elevator, I was going to see him on the like standing there waiting for the elevator when I got off, and be like. I don't know if I should even say anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
sorry. Uh, Trey, uh, give us website information again for sure. both uh, CRA and uh, and for the uh, Cigars for Warriors. So Cigar Rights of America is cigarrights.org. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely go on, join, donate. Join. Please join. Please, we need we need we need bodies. That 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 helps us. Mm-hmm. That numbers yes. are numbers are what mean things. And then, uh, for any information for cigars for warriors, you can go to cigarsforwarriors.org, mm-hmm. and uh, that is our web page. That is the same portal you can see where a soldier would log in to request mm-hmm. uh, cigars. But that keeps you up to date. Facebook and social media, much like you guys, is where we do a lot of communication. Uh, Operation Cigars for Warriors has a Facebook page. A lot of information flows there. Please definitely look that up. And then the Warehouse Cigar Club-WHC will have a lot of information posted between those two Facebook pages about the events coming up. Tomorrow we're in Galveston. The 29th, uh, noon to 4, we'll be at the Smoke Ring in Webster, Mm -hmm. just prior to our party, which starts at 7. In fact, if you guys ever happen to be driving around down there, please come in and join us that at either like one of fun. those locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, I think the Smoke Ring has one of the largest humidors in the south side of town. So, nice. Uh, nice. A couple of cigars. You can find one or two. Well, we uh, we are big supporters of everything that you do. We encourage people to get involved. Just out of curiosity, what do you do for a day job? I run. This is all secondary. This is all secondary. Yes, I run a consulting company that deals with import export logistics. Things so, of that nature. Yeah. So he actually he's actually a respectable citizen with a real job. Well, uh, but, not, uh, yes, respectable. Let's not <laughs> throw that word around too lightly. Trey, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it's always enlightening to have you come on and really kind of explain in, in real black and white terms where things stand with the current you know crazy crop of legislation. We are uh, we are kind of I think cautiously optimistic on this one. Cautiously optimistic. Yes. That's a good way to put it. All right. Well, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being a part of the uh, program today at show number 104. Uh, remember to go to Eventbrite and uh, search for the Whiskey Sniff, or you can come by the Facebook page as soon as we have a very direct link. We'll have uh, we'll have that for you. You're not going to want to wait to get your Whiskey Sniff uh, tickets because it's going to be a uh, uh, it's going to be a sellout. They're going to fly off the shelves for so sure. To speak. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. Have a wonderful and a pleasant week. And if you have anything left. Uh, do you, do you have any? I'm going to uh, have to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. That's, that's what I like about Trey. He's very thorough. Yes. <laughs> no stone left on